Hello, everyone. I want to welcome you to my show. This is a podcast for like-minded people who want to grow, evolve, and want to reach their full potential. Let's get going on today's episode right here on Real Talk with Jesse. Hey, guys. So welcome back to Real Talk with Jesse. This is the second episode. And I'm really excited because, well... For the people who didn't hear the first episode, I really talked about the subconscious mind. And I'm going to summarize this real quick because maybe you just skipped over the first episode and you want to hear about this, but I want you to know something very important. And that is you have to change your subconscious mind. And I'm going to go over, this is what today's episode's about, but the subconscious mind was developed and programmed from when you were born from birth to six years old. So wherever you were born, whatever environment you lived in, because you didn't have the the, um, the independent adult mind at the time to decide, you know, what, I'm going to walk out and leave. This place sucks. You couldn't because you were a little baby. You had to rely on your parent figures. So whatever environment you grew up in, you watched how your parents reacted, what they said, they may say money sucks, we're poor, this is the way it is, or you're stupid, you're ugly, um, you're not worthy, or, oh, you're making a big deal out of this, you know, they, de- they deny your reality, your emotions, whatever the case may be, whatever you were programmed in the subconscious mind is what developed your limiting beliefs, your self-doubt, and the way you talk to yourself in the way you view things in the world. That is all developed in the subconscious mind when you were a little, little baby to six years old. And I basically said that in order to grow, if you want to change your habits, if you want to change your life, no matter how much you say affirmations to yourself, like, oh, I love myself, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter how many times you do that because your subconscious mind takes up 95% of your, your thoughts in the day. And you have about 70 70 to 80,000 negative thoughts per day. So when you grow up in a household where parents are always discouraging you, ignoring your, your, uh, your needs, your emotional needs, when you have parents who are emotional, immature, who can't even fulfill themselves, let alone to their kids, you're going to have a lot of subconscious mind self-limiting beliefs. <laughs> you know, and that's why a lot of us now go, oh, you know, I'm stupid when you mess up or I'm not going to build that business because that my family is just not that way. Or I'm just stupid. I'm stupid. I'm stupid. I'm stupid. Um, Whatever it is throughout the day, you don't know how many times you talk crap to yourself. You don't know. You have all this potential, but you don't see it because of your subconscious mind. That was first the first episode I recorded. And the reason why I talk about this in the very beginning of my show, my podcast, is because because I'm going to talk about money, business, friendships, you know, all that stuff. But none of that matters until you change your subconscious mind. That's just the way it is. So today I'm excited because I get to share with you what I did to change my subconscious mind because guess what there's good news the bad news is is that you developed um limiting beliefs and negative self-talk with yourself because of your your childhood and i also mentioned that all of us have trauma and trauma as in now i'm going to say this again i never realized how much trauma is out there there's because when you hear trauma you think of ptsd sexual abuse blah 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 but there's so many trauma different types of trauma just from being poor or, you know, your parents not being there, you know, maybe your mom wasn't there when, when you were a kid, I don't know, whatever it is, everybody has their own trauma. And a lot of us may not even know, but our nervous system, our body, the way it reacts and protects us reacts from trauma without even knowing. So maybe you may be like, Oh no, I'm good. Like I had a middle-class family. You know, I got I got what I needed when I was a kid. I went to a good school. But I'm sure 
your parents may have been hard on you about your appearance or um, they may say things that weren't the nicest to you. And you may be like, oh, well, it really didn't bother me. Like, I'm fine. Like, I'm cool. But the thing is, you were conditioned to it. You got used to it. You learned to adapt to it, even though it wasn't healthy. It wasn't right. Like, again, your fight or flight mode or your freeze, your nervous system kicked in and it protected you. And you may think that whatever it was was normal and when it's not. And so whatever, what I'm saying is, is that for those who may not have it that hard when they were younger, everybody has their own little, you know, uh, what's it call it? Um, what's, uh, okay, I'm over it now. Now I can't even think of the word, but everybody has their own trauma. Everybody has their own self-limiting belief. And we have to change that. That's the good news. Okay, so there's, everybody has this, um, people who are successful or people who grow has this moment called the awakening. The awakening is the aha moment. That's when you become conscious of who you are. This is the, um, the light bulb moment, you know, when the light bulb goes ding over your head, you're like, oh, man. I kind of see how I am now. Like, I'm negative. I'm, uh, I got some work to do. That's the moment or you're like, okay, I'm in some nasty relationships and I'm kind of getting over this. I really need to do this and that. And it's not the moment where you're like, oh, I got to go work out more. No, that's not an awakening. Awakening is when you're like, okay, I know something's not right. I'm not happy. My life sucks or my life is pretty decent but my work life is miserable and you kind of have to be honest with yourself so i'm going to say the story i i think I, I don't know if i said the first episode but i was driving home and um you know i was i was cruising this is a year a little over a year ago so um the mindset at the time is not the same as it is right now but i was driving home and i didn't have a bad day I was totally cool. I was driving. I was playing music. And all of a sudden, I just started crying. And I don't know why I was crying. That's the weird part. I mean, I do now. I know why because of my nervous system and my past. But at the time, I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> what's going on? And I'm driving and driving. And I just I didn't feel too good. I, I just didn't feel myself because we all know there was a time in our life where we were truly happy and having a blast. Like for me, it was high school, you know, obviously because I didn't have to worry as much. I went to football games. It was, there was a lot more people around me. It was easy to make friends because you're at school. You have no choice. You have to hang out with people. And so I just remember having a lot of fun in high school and just everything is bottled up, you know? And I just, I got really upset. And at the time, my dad, he was having some health problems um, you know, I'm not going to go into details about that. Nothing, you know, with his heart or anything, but it was more about his feet and it was all swollen and he could barely walk and he, you know, the doctors or whatever didn't know what was going on. But anyway, he was, he was in a lot of pain and he had this, uh, life coach who was awesome. And he, he had a book. And I didn't, I hated reading in school. I hated it. I hated, I hated reading in school. And, but anyway, he told me, he's like, oh, get this book called Working with the Law. And so I bought that book. I didn't read it right away, but I bought it. But the great thing is that I knew there's a, a, a book out there that kind of helps you in life. I didn't really think of that. I just thought of books that we read in school, but I didn't, I didn't think of books of like, oh crap, like there's books out there that help tell you what to do to grow your business or better your life. I didn't really think of it like that. I didn't really know there was a, uh, a genre out there for books, you know? And so that kind of gave me the idea. I'm just like, you know, I think I'm going to go to Barnes and Noble. <laughs> so it was weird. So I drove to Barnes and Noble. I, I made a U-turn. I was almost home. I, I went to Barnes and Noble. I walked in the store and I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing here? Everybody knows what they're doing. Everybody's in the cafeteria area, drinking their Starbucks on their laptop, chilling. Everybody's going in the aisle. Everybody knows where they want to go. And I'm just standing here 
thinking, what am I doing here? So I didn't even know the self-help name. Like, I didn't even know the name of the genre. I just went up to this lady and um, I was like, hey, excuse me. Sorry if, I'm, if you hear things in the background. I'm trying to do something here. But I went, to the, I went up to this, this lady. Hold on. Once, I got to take this cap off real quick. I walked up to her and I said, hey, are there any books that, you know, change <laughs> patterns, behaviors or whatever? She's like, yeah, self-help right over there. I'm like, oh, okay. So I walked over there and I look around. I don't know any authors. Now I could be like, oh, that's so-and-so. That's Jay Shetty. That's Mel Robbins. That's uh, Grant Cardone. I could name all those books now, and I know who they are. But at the time, I didn't. I didn't even know what neurobiology, you know, neuroscience and all that stuff was. So I'm I'm standing there, and I'm like, what am I going to grab? Like, <laughs> you know? So I grab about, I don't know, nine books. Nine books off the shelf. I walk over to the cafeteria, Starbucks. I sit down. I read the back of the books. And I also... Um, Went on Google, looked at reviews. I watched YouTube videos of these authors. And I just kept going back to the same book. It was called Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. And I'm like standing there. I'm like, think like a monk. Is this guy trying to make me a monk? But I stood there and I'm thinking, uh, think, not be a monk. So I kind of give it some thought. And I know he had, I looked up. I looked him up on Google and there was a pot. He's the number one mental health podcaster in the world. And I'm just reading all these things. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get it. You know what? And if I don't like it, I could always return it, whatever. So I get in my car. I drive home. I read, you know, the intro. And that very moment, I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is just great. And I was very shocked because... I never liked reading, like I said. I hated it. And I, at the time, I was watching TV, Netflix, playing video games. Like, I didn't really care for education that much and self-growth. But that feeling of relief and my uh, my awakening moment, and I, already, I was already aware. I knew that something wasn't, you know, I, I became aware. But that next moment was my awakening moment where I'm just like, oh, like, Gosh, like, oh, someone out there that is going to, you know, show me the way and and help me change my mindset, basically. So be, before all this, I moved to a city. I moved to Waldemar, California. I, I was already living in California, but I moved to Waldemar. I moved in with some friends out there. And... I hate it out there. I hated it. And they're probably listening to this. They know damn well I didn't like it. I know they do. And if you're listening to this, you, you, I tell you on the phone, you know I don't like that place. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, it, it was a hard time because it was during the whole COVID stuff. So everything was closed. You know, we're building – my father and I are building a business. We started in 2019. Go figure, right? Right before COVID. And I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't go to any offices. There was no networking events. Um, so I was just like, how am I going to get customers? I was cold calling, which I did not like. Who likes cold calling, right? But I was cold calling, texting agents all day long, sending out emails. And at the time, I didn't really know the importance of social media. So I didn't even have our Instagram going at the time because I didn't have that, that educational mindset from 10x and grant cordone and all them but and i'll tell you that 10x another episode but um i didn't know what i was doing and i was drinking there in the day because i didn't have to drive there was nowhere to go so i would just drink and play the play we the not weed the we console game sometimes people think i say weed when i say we but i'd play we which was fun um i always I always beat my friend at uh, the tennis, and he, he's probably laughing because we, we we're so competitive. But uh, that's pretty much it, you know, I, and I couldn't go to the gym. The gym was closed for a bit, and then I had a back problem. Oh, gosh, man. Um, 
it was getting bad. By the time I got back to here where I live originally, when I moved back, I was getting to the point where I couldn't even get out of bed. It was scary. It was very scary because you can't think positive. You can't think about the plans for your business and your health or your, you know, your fitness or whatever, because you're too focused on the pain. And what's even worse is that money isn't coming in. We're not established yet. So I'm stressed on money and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to put this on my care credit card for my back treatment. Should I do this? But I'm thinking, well, I already been paying $45 per visit for three years at my other chiropractor. I paid way over what they're saying here, but the only difference is they're not fixing the problem. These people are going to fix the problem. This is an investment. Like I have to do this or I'm going to be freaking miserable. So I went with it. Of course I went with them. Like I got to do it. And I'm so glad I did because I started working out again and got a gym membership instead of going, Oh, ow, I can't move. Now I'm just like, ah, all right. I'm going to a meeting. Like I'm getting more customers. We're growing because I'm doing the do now. So anyway, that's a whole nother, I'm, I want to save that for the business topic, but Anyway, those are the things that kind of happened, and I read that book, and um, it was amazing. Now, the book didn't change me. I said that in the first episode. I changed myself. That book was a tool for me to put to use to change, to change my mindset. So, you know, I, I did the work, and then I really went deeper into it, which is the genius community, which I'm going to talk about later in this episode. So anyway... You're going to have that. You're going to become aware. You're going to have that awakening moment like me when you're driving or maybe it's not a book. Maybe you want to listen to a podcast, whatever, but you're going to have your awakening moment. That's the moment when you're like, okay, aha, I get it now. This is what I need to do. And again, I, I can't emphasize this enough. You have to ask yourself, how are you really doing? You can't lie to yourself. Lying to yourself is not going to do anything. Like, stop saying you're fine. If you're not fine, then you're not fine. You know, um, if a friend asks you, you know, hey, how's, how's it going lately? Like, don't BS it. Just say, you know, to be honest with you, it's it, it kind of sucks right now. And just tell them. Like, you know, obviously I'm not saying do this to a stranger. If someone says, how's your day? Just, you know, like, hey, yeah, good. How about you? Like, everybody, when you don't know someone, no one's going to tell you their story, right? Everybody just says, hey, how's it going? Good, because that's just a friendly gesture. But... Your true friends, your your close friends, if if they ask how you're really doing, stop denying it. Like, just freaking be honest with yourself. Because if you just keep saying, oh, I'm fine, we're fine, my job's fine, eh. God, doesn't that get tiring? And it was getting tiring for me. I was just like, you know what, screw this. Like, <laughs> like I said, the first episode, there's one in 400 trillion a chance of you being alive. And you're just going to say fine. And this... The one in 400 trillion idea or fact, I should say, really amazes me because that, like, no matter what situation you're in or what you want to change, when you just think of that one in 400 trillion, there's no excuse for nothing for that. And I heard about this um, saying you're fine. It was a, a TED talk, Mel Robbins. It was the first talk I've ever heard of Mel Robbins. It's actually one of my favorite TED Talks of all time. Her name's Mel Robbins, and it was just freaking awesome. She just said, stop saying you're fine. And I really highly recommend you guys watching that TED Talk. But the, my favorite part out of that speech of that TED Talk was the one in 400 trillion. When she said that, I was just like, oh, my God. That's nuts. One in 400 trillion, the chances of us breathing at this me speaking into this microphone sitting on this chair on this planet in the universe one in 400 trillion wtf i'm not gonna cuss because i know i'm gonna have family members listening to me my nana's listening to me you know i just uh, that's just the way i was raised you don't cuss in front of your your family <laughs> so um yeah it's it's nuts it is so that's something I wanted to tell you guys again and again and again. Um, yeah, it's nuts, nuts, isn't it? So that being said, I want to go over something with you. 
Okay, so we have to unlearn what we were programmed to do. That's just the way we have to go. We have to unlearn what we were programmed. And to do that, you have to change your reality. So there's two types of people that, you know, you may come across during the day. Um, and you can think it like this. People who are positive, because you have people who may go like, hey, how's it going? Ah, oh, it's good. You know, it's raining. Kind of sucks, you know? Yeah, but it's raining, but we need the water. It's growing my plants in my backyard. Ah, oh, that's true. And that, that person just brought some light in your rainy day, right? Those people who you may have a hard day and you're just like, yeah, the rain sucks and blah, blah, blah. And the person's like, yeah, but you know, we need the rain and blah. And then you're like, oh yeah. You know, those people have these glasses on, these lens, and these lens are colorful. They're colorful lens. So everything's beautiful. There's rainbows and butterflies. And you know, if I have a flat tire, oh, well, whatever. I have AAA, we'll get it fixed, right? And then you have people who wear the gray lens glasses. Those are the people who are just miserable and will bring every positive thing to negative. So you can go, oh, beautiful day, huh? It's sunny. It's nice. Uh, yeah, but, ugh, uh, it's still, you know, traffic sucks, even though it's sunny. And you're like, oh, well, yeah. Um, and so... Those are the two types of people, you know, people who have now there's no such thing as 100% perfect. Like, obviously, you know, you have your moments and things don't always go to plan. That's life. But most there's the people who are positive will be more aligned and catch themselves quicker and go back to enlightenment quicker than those are the people who wear the gray lens glasses. And why? Because of our subconscious mind. It all goes it all goes back to that. I mean, that's pretty much what I'm going to be saying a lot in these episodes because it's that's where it starts, right? So, um, well, you're probably like, all right, well, I want to take those glasses off. I'm sick of seeing everything gray and gloomy and rainy. Like, what do I do? And there's this thing called the RAS, which stands for our reticular, yeah, reticular activating system. Oh. I know I got fancy. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, this is in psychology 101. This is the basics of our psychology, the RAS, which I'm going to say it in the basic term because I'm not, a, you know, I'm not all into that stuff very well. But basically, it's the security guard of your brain that controls what information comes in and doesn't. Your brain is literally processing so many things during the day without you even being aware of it. So when you're stuck in this negative filtered filtered world, thanks to our subconscious mind, which is the way our childhood was, you know, going on in our childhood. Sorry, that didn't make sense. I kind of messed up, but I lost my train of thought. But our childhood, that programmed our subconscious mind. That turns everything into our a problem, an RAS. You're going to hate money. You're always going to complain. You're going to think you're you're worthless. That's because that's your RAS. You, everything you see is in your reality. But we need to change your RAS. So have you ever been in the market for a new car? And let's say you want to, um, I don't know. Toyota Highlander. I, I just thought of that because someone in my family drives a Toyota Highlander. Let's say you want to drive a Toyota Highlander. Oh, you love it. You've been looking at it. You've been reading reviews. You've been watching YouTube videos. And you're just like, you know what? This is a really nice car. I think I'm going to buy this car. And you're driving on the freeway and you just see Highlanders everywhere. And you're like, whoa, like, why all of a sudden do I see Highlanders? Like, I've been driving the same route for like every day and they're everywhere because that's your RAS. You're, you're, uh, when you were researching the car, you were making neuropathways to the brain of a Highlander. I mean, you were literally training your brain to think of the Highlander. So now you don't see all the other cars. You just see the Highlander because that's what your RS is letting in your brain. And so you just have to change your RS. It's crazy. I was reading, again, back to Mel Robbins. I was reading her book. Um, I think it was The High Five Habit or The Five Second Rule. I'm not sure. 
But anyway, in one of her books, she was talking about the RAS and she was saying, look for something in the day that is the shape of a heart. And she even has a community. So people always post picture things that look like hearts. And you're probably like, well, what's the point of that? The point is, is that for one, you know, hearts is love and it's happiness and blah, blah, blah. But you're training your, your RAS to filter in things that are positive and love. So you may see an oil stain on the driveway or a rock on the beach or whatever it is. When you're constantly think of, thinking of something, it becomes your reality. That's the whole point of what I'm trying to say here. And that's your, your duty of the RAS. That's the duty of, of um, filtering in your brain, all that information. So um, my point is, is when, when you read books, listen to podcasts, do webinars and um, coaching and just changing the way you talk to yourself, you're, you're rewiring your brain and your reality changes. You start to see things differently. So I'm going to go over a list here of, I, I have it written down because I want to make sure I get everything. I don't miss anything or go off to different topics, but I really want to go over what I did to um, rewire my brain. So you have to think of it as just going to the gym and doing tricep um, curls um, or running on the treadmill or bicep curls, I should say. You're, you're working a muscle. Okay, you don't just go to the gym one day during the week and go, oh, okay, I'm done. I'm going to be buff. No, you have to keep going and repetition little by little every day. You have to stick with the program. And that's the same thing with the brain. You know, you're not just going to read a book and be like, oh, okay, my life's different now. No, I mean, you have to just read and read and read. Listen, and I, I've, there's reviews I've read on books where people complain like, oh, I don't like this book because it talks about a lot of the stuff that I already read. Well, yeah, of course. Like all these books are going to be similar because it's just rule of law. These are the things you just, the people who changed their lives, who became successful, people who went to school and studied this, scientists, they're all going to say similar things because this is what it is. This is what works. So if you're going to get another self-help book or psychology book or whatever it is, you're going to read a lot of the same things and that's okay. You want to read this over and over and over again. That's how you change your RAS. So books is great, um, but you just really have to be careful what book you get. You have to obviously know the credentials, the credibility of the subject, you know, um, the author, you have to, they, like, what did they do now? Yeah, they may have went to school, but did they actually experience these things? I don't really look for authors who have a degree. I look for authors who actually did the action, do the do what changed their life. And most of them did, but there are a lot of books out there that are just BS. Yeah. I mean, there's books out there that are the woo-woo, whatever you want to call it, the la-la land stuff. Um, the books that I read are people who are in reality, people who really went through it. So you could DM me, email me. I'll put my email on the podcast email in the description so you could email me uh, if you want to ask what books to read because I've read plenty. Um, but just keep in mind, be careful about that. Um, you want to make sure you get a book that's not BS. So that's number one. Number two, environmental triggers. This is literally freaking huge. I'm serious. And this is what really changes the RAS out of everything, in my opinion, is your environmental triggers. Now you're like, what's an environmental trigger? Environmental trigger is anything in your environment, ha ha ha, anything, <laughs> any trigger really that's around you what's in front of you. For example, um, I read a book called You Are a Badass, which is a good book, by the way. Um, she has a, a You Are a Badass daily calendar. So I have that on my desk. And you're like, okay, so what's the point? What's the big deal of this? The point is, is that every day when I'm on my computer and I'm writing emails in the corner of my eye, my, uh, 
my peripheral vision, I see you're our badass. So if you're those people who go, oh, I suck, I'm stupid, I'm not that great. You imagine just reading you are a badass every single day in the corner of your eye while you're working. Um, what else? I have um five four three two one ring that I wear. This is a five four three two one is a tool that awakens your prefrontal cortex that gets you out of self-doubt or fear and makes you go do or take action. If you really want to know about the five-second rule, go to Mel Robbins. I talk about Mel Robbins a lot because she's my favorite, but go to Mel Robbins and listen to the five-second rule. But anyway, I have a ring that says 54321 on it because it's a environmental trigger for me. So when I'm at a meeting and I'm just like, oh, I don't want to go over there. The guy's on the phone. I'm not on you. When I'm feeling that fear of walking over to someone who could be a potential customer, I just go 5432. Oh, yep. I look at my ring. Oh, that's right. 54321. Boom. I march over there. Hey, my name's Jesse. Um, that's an environmental trigger. My screensaver is 10x, which is another topic I want to talk about. 10x is a is a brand by Grant Cardone, but it basically it's a community for people who want to take massive action and set targets. So I have 10x wallpaper. My my home screen for the folders that are on my home screen are affirmations. So for social media. The folder name is I am connected for my folder that has all my health apps, like the gym and stuff. I am healthy. So all day long when I'm going on my screen on my phone, I'm constantly reading affirmations to myself. And there's so much more. I mean, I have a 10 X water bottle. I have a 10 X hat license plate frame. Um, what else do I have? I mean, uh, the, I can't even come up with the top of my head. The, I have environmental triggers everywhere because that changed my reality. Oh, here's another important one. This is a huge one, especially nowadays. Your social media, freaking unfollow the people who make you feel like crap. I never really had people that made me feel like crap. It wasn't a really big issue for me. But still, I still unfollowed certain people. And you should too. All Because here's the thing, we we have this quote-unquote problem i really don't think it's a problem it really depends it is a problem if you don't use your phone as a tool i'll give you that so if you're on instagram or facebook and you just see negative things all day long the news the media celebrities your friends whatever people who make you feel like crap people who don't make you feel energized unfollow them just do it what's the point because we have this addiction we get this dopamine of looking at our phone right why don't we change what's on our phone why don't we make our phone a tool since we're on the stupid thing all the time right i use it as a tool i use it for customers for my business for marketing and i use it for an environmental trigger so what i did is i unfollow people who no longer serve me who know who doesn't align with my values and i follow things people who are successful I follow a lot, of, a lot of business owners. I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't think of it like that. I didn't know that. So all day you're learning things. You're seeing positive things. You're reading facts. Um, on Twitter, I made an account on Twitter. I didn't follow celebrities. I didn't follow anything stupid. But what I did is is um, I followed all my favorite authors of the books I read. So every time an author tweets something, I read something that's from the book, a little reminder throughout the day. Or the short reels, you know, I know those reels could be addicting. You watch cats, you know, uh, doing tricks or a monkey driving a golf cart. Like that stuff is so time consuming. And then people go, I don't have time. But the reels that are on my phone are all business stuff. It's all tips and strategies and facts, statistics, quotes. That's what I see all day long. So all these environmental triggers... Looking at my phone, what's on my desk, what's my hat, my clothing, jewelry, whatever it is, environmental triggers, that is a great way to change your RAS. Now, it's not a, I'm going to put on a hat and my life will change. No, I mean, these are just the little things you can't expect to change overnight. Don't think of it as, oh my gosh, I have so much to do to change. Like, Because if you do, it's going to be overwhelming. There's so much to do, but there's a lot of work. But just do the little things, everyday little thing. Just start unfollowing people. Um, read, start reading that book. 
Change your RAS. Podcast. Here's number number three. Podcasts are great for those who don't like reading. Even let's say, because sometimes I tell people, well, if you don't like reading, listen listen to an audible. Well, sometimes people don't even like that. They just don't like the whole reading um, channel format or whatever you want to call it. So listen to a podcast. Podcasts are great because the authors who make their podcast shows, they talk about what's in the book. Maybe even a little more. They have guest speakers too, which is great. So if you're the type of person who's like, oh, Jesse, I'm a mom and I got to do this and that, then listen to a podcast while you're sitting in traffic or doing the dishes or mowing the lawn. Whatever you're doing, you listen to a podcast. Even, let's say, well, I'm going to be working. I might not be fully paying attention. Who cares? You put on the news, the negative news on the background when you're folding your clothes. Imagine consuming positive things <laughs> from podcasts while you're folding the laundry. Number four, these are the things that I've done. I mean, you guys may not agree or there's other things you want to do, but I'm just telling you what I did, the actions that I took that um, helped me grow. So um, joining a community. This is huge. I said this already, um, joining a community because it's more than likely the people around you aren't doing what you're doing because we're not taught this in school a lot of our parents aren't taught this because that's just the way it is it's passed down generation to generation so maybe you're that person who's like all right no, i ain't gonna do this i'm not gonna be the person in the family that does this so you need a community of people who are going the same direction as you people who have the similar has similar values as you so accountability partners coaching i joined this um this uh community called genius it's a monthly membership it's not that bad it's 39 bucks a month i'm not doing it anymore but um it's a great investment to your health seriously like people they buy starbucks and they buy you know fast food but they everybody buys things throughout the week that's not even good for them or it's not even an investment it's a liability I like assets. Now, I don't know about you, but I like assets. I don't like liabilities. So for me, yeah, 39 bucks a month, but that goes back to my health. And when I have good health, I could do things for my business. So anyway, whatever it is, join a community. I love Genius because it's it's fairly affordable. Um, He has weekend coaching sessions. There's worksheets you could do. There's uh, local meetups where you can meet meet up with uh, genius members that are in your community. Um, yeah, the Facebook group page, all that kind of stuff. Now, maybe you're just super young and you just don't have the money or, or you're really struggling. Then do the Mindset Reset on Mel Robbins' website. Just go to Mindset Reset Mel Robbins on Google. And I'm not getting paid to say this, by the way. This podcast is brand new. I don't have any sponsors or anything. So I'm just telling you what I did. So go to Mindset Reset. It is awesome. Uh, she will go over everything you could imagine to change your your life. She's the expert on behavioral change and habits. Like, go listen to her. That's what I did. And it's free. And it has a packet, uh, self-reflection. There's uh, weekly challenges. It came out, I believe, five years ago. But it's still up on YouTube. You could. It doesn't matter. Just use it for this year. It's awesome. So, um, yeah, reading, podcasts, coaching, uh, environmental triggers, those are just the steps, the way to, um, to really change yourself. And it's, it's a lot of work because here's the thing. Anytime you want to change something, it's hard because you're making yourself you're making yourself conscious your subconscious mind you're in beta mode you don't really have to think about it that's why your mind that's why you you tend to use your subconscious mind because you don't have to use a lot of energy <laughs> i mean you can make a cup of coffee every morning not even think about it but geez the moment when you want to start making your bed every moment every morning it's hard because it's not in your subconscious mind you have to it's an effort there's a resistance that's getting in the way of 
making that new habit of making your bed. And speaking of making your bed, here, right here, I'm going to tell you, the, in my opinion, the most important thing to do to start changing your life. I mean, if you don't do this, you're screwed. I'm going to be honest with you. You have to do this. This is the hardest thing, in my opinion. Here it goes. Morning routine. A morning routine. So this is the game changer for me is the morning routine. Why? Well, changing your routine is going to take a lot of resistance, habit change, and behavior change. This is a crucial way of changing your life, and I'm going to tell you why. The way you start your day is how your day is going to end up. I'm going to say that one more time. The way you start your day is how your day is going to end up. If you wake up stressed, tired, confused, no targets, no your headlights are off, you're driving in the dark, which is an analogy, you don't know where you're going for the day, your day is going to end up sucking. It's going to suck. <laughs> um, but what if I tell you the ways to start your day to feel more energized and more successful? Because people who are successful, the people who get things done, like haven't you, don't you hear people who, who have this crazy schedule and you're just like, how the heck do they do that in one day? I can't even go to this, pick up the kids from school, make dinner. Like I hear some people go, I can't do this. I don't have time for this. And then you hear people who do 50 different tasks a day all in the same amount of hours that we have because we all have 24 hours in a day. And that's because the people who um, who do think get a lot done in a day, they have a system. They don't wing it. They have a plan. And I'm going to tell you the first step right now. The first thing you want to do is plan your day the night before. What do you mean? What do you mean plan your day before, the night before? Well, um... Before I get into that, there's this app called Most Days, by the way. It's awesome. It tracks your routines, your habits, and it creates rituals, and it even tracks your wellness, you know, throughout the day. And what I really love about it is showcase, it showcases your progress. And you can even have accountability partners, which is awesome. But throughout the day, um, you could check off, you know, your morning or your, uh, your routines throughout the day. But the first thing is plan your morning the night before, which means like for me, I have all my clothes laid out by my bed. Why? Well, I don't want to think about it the next morning. You know, when you wake up, that's when your brain is rested. That is when you feel, I'm going to, it's going to sound funny because I'm going to say that's when you're most energized, even though you feel tired, but really that's when you're the least stressed, the most, you know, you're really rested and why you want to waste it on what am I going to wear? What am I going to eat? And then you turn on the news, you listen to negative stuff first thing in the morning, you look at your phone, you're already consumed by social media, you're looking at your emails like you haven't had a chance to get clarity, enjoy yourself before the day starts because throughout the day you do so much. You have to take so many things, you have to listen to your boss, you have to respond to emails, people hijack your day. You have to have one hour in the morning for yourself to do something you need to do for you. You don't want to worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to wear. You need to plan all this the night before. So I'll literally have my wallet, my keys, my workout clothes, everything by my bed um, the night before. So when I wake up, I don't have to worry about it. I even get the coffee ready the night before. So I'll put the water in the fill of uh, the, uh, the little whatever you want to call it, the thing that holds the water. <laughs> I put the coffee beans in the filter, and that's it. So when I wake up, I walk in the kitchen, push the button, boom. So when I wake up, guys, it's very simple. I wake up, I make my bed, which I'm going to talk about in a few minutes. I put on my workout clothes because it's right by my bed. 
walk downstairs. My gym bag's ready by the door. I get in my car, drive to the gym, come home, walk up to the coffee maker. I don't have to spend any time making coffee. I just push the button. My morning journal's ready on the table with my pen. Boom. I already got all this done within the first two hours of the morning. Because I planned everything the night before. And when you plan everything the night before, you're less likely to back out of things like working out. Because if you wake up super early and then you're like, oh, I have to go get my running shoes. I have to figure out what I'm going to wear. Is my, oh, but, oh, shoot. I forgot to put my, my running shorts in the dryer. You know, you have all, you, and then right there you're like, all right, I'm over. I'm going back to bed. So planning everything the night before will definitely help you start your morning with no stress. Second. I get out of bed when my alarm goes off. As soon as that alarm rings, I hit it. I get out of bed. Well, actually, no. I get out of bed, and then I go, uh, uh, what's it called? It, snooze my alarm. Because if I le- have my phone by my bed, I will more than likely snooze my alarm, and that's why I don't keep my phone next to my bed when I sleep. If you snooze your alarm when you wake up, what's going to happen is you're going to end up in another sleep cycle, which means you will feel tired and meh for the rest of the day. You don't want to enter another sleep cycle. So when your alarm goes up or goes off, get out of bed. Because if you lay there, you're not going to have time to enjoy that nice warm shower that you deserve. Or those that little anxiety and limiting beliefs, they're going to crawl up and keep you from getting out of bed. Or hitting the gym or taking risks for your business. So when that alarm goes off, you go. So there's this trick, um, like I just mentioned a few seconds ago is putting your phone on the other side of the room. If you do this, you will have to walk over and turn it off. But once you get out of bed, you're out of bed. So, you know, you you have to get up and go turn off your your phone. That's what's that's why I put it across my um my bedroom floor. Also, another great way to get out of bed um not only just have your phone across the room so you can go get it, but also The night before, visualize yourself as a person waking up early. Like, visualize the kind of person you want to be in the morning. Am I going to be the person who sleeps in tomorrow? Am I going to be the kind of person who gets up and go, go, go do the do? Make a commitment to yourself. Instead of setting an alarm at 630, by the way, make it 628. Like, make it personal and um, meaningful. That's what I do. So instead of like 6.30, I'll do like 6.25. Because when I see my my alarm in the morning, it's a reminder that I made a commitment to myself. Okay, so that's that. Also, set your alarm 30 minutes before you originally wake up. And the reason is you, you don't want to do too much because then you're just pushing it. Then you're less likely to go through with it. But if you set your alarm 30 minutes before you wake up, you will give the yourself the time to do the things you want to do before you have to open up those emails or go on social media. If you get up 30 minutes before bed, you will get to go to the gym or you'll get to um, do your morning journal. Another way to um, (laughs) get out of bed is make your bed right away. I make my bed as soon as I get out of bed. I don't even think about it anymore. Like, it's just a habit. It's something I already do. I literally make my bed before anything. I make it before I go to the bathroom, before I brush my teeth or shower. Because, well, why? If you make your bed, you're less likely to um, crawl back in it. Like... If you if your bed's unmade, your your blankets are open, your bed's like, oh, come on, I'm warm, come back in. No, your bed's made. You're like, oh, okay, my day's, I'm starting. And also, it's a special gift for yourself. Um, Okay, for example, like when I go brush my teeth or whatever I do, when I get back to my room, I have a made bed. I made a promise to myself. It's the little victories, the little things is what builds confidence. See, it's not the matter of, oh, I got to be sex, or sorry, successful overnight. No, it's not about that. It's the little things, the micro steps every day that slowly rewire your brain and make you become more confident. We build inner sense of confidence when we show up for ourselves. Okay, so that's that. Getting out of bed, 
setting everything up the night before. Next is morning journaling. Morning journaling is uh, something I do in the morning, of course, morning journaling, but it really sets my intention for the day. It brings clarity. It, it brings visibility to my windshield, meaning I get to see what's in front of me throughout the day. So, for example, my morning journal, I, I think I remember this, the, the template because I do it every morning. For example, it'll say, how am I feeling? Oh, I'm feeling good. I could feel better because I didn't get that great rest last night. I didn't sleep too well, and my neck's kind of stiff this morning, so I'm kind of eh. So you track your mood, and then it'll say, um, what do you smell, what do you see, and what do you hear? What do you feel? And you're probably like, well, why does this matter? Well, that's bringing your attention to the present moment. You're getting clarity. You're focusing on now. Oh, the beautiful trees. It's just peace. It's calm. It's a good way to start your day. Because throughout the day when you're hijacked from everything, you're not conscious. You're not present. You're wrapped up in everything going on. But if you could start your morning of quiet and peace and clarity, your day will most than likely be successful. Even though you may run out of gas or your boss may be a jerk, at least you had a day, an hour of your morning for yourself. Another thing is reading. I don't watch the news. I don't listen to any negative crap. I, 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 I read a book. I educate myself a little every morning. You just you could read one chapter every morning, and you will finish a book throughout the year. Speaking of phone, by the way, don't, just don't look at it. It's just negative stuff. Um, you don't need to start your day that way. You're on your phone all day long. Just, just start your morning without looking at your phone. It's going to be hard. It really will be. But... It is just a life changer. If you wake up, read, um, have that clarity, do breathing exercises, something that brings you in the present moment. Also, stand outside for 15 minutes. It, it resets your circadian rhythm, which is great for people who, who are, have trouble sleeping. It's just good for you. You're getting sun. And what I love about morning journaling, by the way, is it has self-reflections. Like... Like, for example, uh, name a situation that might stress you out, and how are you going to handle that? See, I love that because I know something throughout the day is going to stress me out. But when you train your nervous system, when you visualize something going wrong and planning a solution for that problem before it happens, when that actually happens, you're not freaking out. You're like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is, this is the moment, <laughs> and this is what I'm going to do. So you're training your nervous system. Uh, you're, you're visualizing what's going to happen before it happens, which reduces stress. Um, what else was another question for my morning journaling? Um, what kind of person do I want to show up? Like, what kind of person do I want to be today? Well, I want to be productive. Well, a productive person ain't going to sit around and watch Netflix, so I go to a meeting. What are you going to do that will get you out of your comfort zone. Oh, I'm going to call a couple offices that I've never talked to before. I don't know them, so it's going to be a little more challenging. Do What is one thing you're going to do today that will energize you? Go to a networking event because it gets me in that social mood, that vibe, and I end up getting more custom. Like, this is how you want to start your day, okay? And there's a few more things I want to go over before I wrap this up. Are your friends, uh, this was a big one I talked about in the first episode, but I'm going to talk about it again just in case you missed it. Um, who you have around you is also going to play a huge role in this journey because here's the thing, and I'm going to say it again, whatever, I don't care. If if you already heard this and you don't want to hear it again, whatever, you could turn it off. It's up to you. But again, remember repetition. It's good to hear things over and over again because of your RAS. But anyway, having People around you is going to be a huge factor in this. And because here's here's the thing, like I said, you're going to do all this work, changing your morning routine. Uh, you're going to invest in whatever uh, workshops or communities. You're going to buy books. You're going to just invest in time and money, right? And at the end of the tunnel, you're going to be feel you're going to be feeling pretty good. Like you may not feel perfect, but things are definitely going to look different by the end of this. And when things do, 
you're still going to have the same friends, right? Now, I'm not saying get rid of people because you're at the end of the tunnel, like, oh, you know, I did all this, and this is the way I think now, so bye-bye. I'm not saying that. Like, not ev- this isn't for everyone. Some people aren't ready because at the end of this, it felt so good, and I wanted everybody to get on this. I wanted my friends to read this and that and do this and that because this is great, but not everybody's into this. This is what I've learned. Um, and the reason why you want to push this on people is because you care about people. I mean, you care about your friends, so you want them to do this. But the thing is, is that not everybody will be ready to do this or they're not interested. So, um, some people might even, uh, judge you or give you a hard time. They might give you this guilty feeling because they may be like, oh, well, you, you're better than me now because, you know, you're all this and that. And it's like, no, it's not the matter of that I'm better than you. It's just, I did the work. This is my life. This is my mindset. This is the way I think now. And I have the right to have who I want in my life, who brings me energy or not. So if you, if you have friends and you don't plan on getting rid of anybody, just keep in mind, just pay attention to how they make you feel what energy they bring you okay so if there's a friend who emotionally just dumps on you you have to really question that friendship now that's why boundaries are important it's an essential for a healthy relationship friends are going to want you to keep drinking friends are going to want to keep calling you at 2 a.m you can give them a choice either respect your new life and choices or face the fact that if they're going to keep crossing the boundary, then it's that's a no-no. They can no you can no longer engage with them anymore. Like I'm done. So, I'm not saying get rid of people like they're they they're I'm sure they're good people. Keep them around. But put boundaries down saying, "Hey, you know, if you want to keep drinking, that's you. And that's fine. And I and you're a good friend. I still want to be your friend, but please don't call me at 2 a.m. anymore. Um I really need to get good rest. I really want to start going to the gym in the morning. I really need to get this business going. Um, I want to hang out with you, but just please don't call me at 2 a.m. And if they're a good friend, obviously they're going to understand. Now, if they go, oh, oh look at you. You're so cool now. You did this self-help. and then Okay, and that's when you're like, okay, um, is this person really my friend? So having boundaries, definitely take that in consideration. Um, at the end of this, because you really want to think about this, uh, while you do all this stuff, changing your habits and morning routine and becoming aware and, and digging into your traumas, because I'm telling you, people are going to be thinking the same and you're going to be, uh, uh, graduated from your old way of thinking, which is similar to what they're thinking right now, if that makes sense. So anyway, guys, um, to wrap this up, today's episode was really about the awakening moment. Like, I am so sick of this crap. I'm going to do what I need to do to change my life. And to do that, you have to change your RAS. Your your reticular, I always have a trouble or a problem saying this. Your RAS, I'm just going to say, which is what allows to come in your mind and what doesn't. What, how you see the world. So, yeah, changing your morning routine, reading books, listening to podcasts. It's And, again, don't be hard on yourself either because there's going to be days where you miss your morning routine or you don't go to the gym or maybe there's a day where you don't read a chapter. Like, don't think of it as, oh, I screwed up because the progress is still there. See, people get so um focused on like oh my god i went three weeks of going to the gym and i missed two days or a day those three weeks are still there all that work you did is still there like just just go back to it keep going don't be hard on yourself because let me tell you there's times i mean just today well today is saturday but just the other day i i i didn't wake up very early i kind of slept in and you know, it's just going to happen. I mean, and, and sometimes we deserve it, right? Like it's okay, but don't be hard on yourself. Okay, guys, 
Well, thanks again for listening. This was the second episode, The Awakening, Becoming Aware, and Taking Action to Change Your Life. I'm looking forward to the next episode right here on Real Talk with Jesse. Hey, real quick, I just want to let you know I am not a licensed therapist or healthcare provider. Please do not use this podcast as a substitute for therapy or any other professional help.